Welcome everyone again like to another episode of the podcast we we have been working with Aves uh this time again we have another guest uh Jan Kun Jang uh, all the way from New York uh he's today joining us to talk about generative generative design this uh amazing topic that we we have been talking with different uh guests uh today we want to develop more try to to show people uh keep sharing that is a system that is it's really easy to use uh, people once they get familiar to how it works and stuff uh, i think we we're going to start like seeing more and more of this uh type of design uh It's not as it's not it's, it's, it's not really simple to develop, but uh, it has many many possibilities. And Jan Jan Jang is gonna is gonna join us today for this conversation. So welcome Jan Kun, how are you? Hello Sam, thanks for inviting. It's really good to be here. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty nice weather in New York, and it seems like pretty nice weather in Mexico City. I mean, in yeah. Mexico. <laughs> and. Uh, Yeah, I'd love to talk about generative design. Yeah, that's that's the topic today. I, we know that um, it's a uh, it's still a, a topic that uh, it's evolving in how the industry take it, how people relate with it, and how people use it. Uh, it's not only to arrange boxes. It's not only to make uh, rotations. You know, it's uh, something that has uh, a good amount of analysis behind it. Uh, A, little, uh, a different way of uh, approaching design as well on how you think about a, a problem, how you how do you see the problem, how do you search for the sol the solution, you know? So Absolutely. it's it's a wonderful uh, technology. I will say it like that. Uh, I think it's uh, it's good that we have uh, as us as architects, we are leaving this kind of like change of paradigm of like how how we draw by pencil and how we use computer now to to be our pencil, how we use code to be our, our yeah, tool, yeah. you know? So <laughs> that's, that's <my> slogan. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, yeah. Slogan is cool. Yeah, um, slogan of my YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I say like programming is a new pencil. <laughs> it's totally, totally like, uh, aligns with what you're saying. So, yeah. Yeah. No, like, uh, yeah. Like I, I, it's funny that you say that because, uh, nowadays it's, it's just like that and when i think about design you, you kind of think like well how can i code it like how can i <laughs> yeah and it's not that it's i mean it's it's the it's a curve of learning uh you know to to get familiar with coding uh, but uh once you get it like it's it's not really a impossible syntax or language to to express you know so totally uh yeah. So thanks a lot, Jankun, for being here. And um, why don't you what, what why don't you talk a little bit about yourself? Uh, where have you been, and what's yeah. what's up with the wall of Geneva designing in Jankun Jank life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I guess my life is not different from anybody else. Uh, I study, you know, architecture, traditional architecture background, and in New York Pratt Institute, you know, undergrad courses, and then after that. You know, work a couple of years for uh, as as an independent contractor for Parametric Solutions, um, which um, you know I involved with a lot of different architecture firms, and then quickly grabbed what I really like, um, computational design as my main topic to continue to pursue. And then I went to uh, Columbia University in New York, and I uh, studied with Daniel Naki, who is a really good person. Um, did a lot of research uh, in the topic of generative design. And 
And right after that, I worked with him also uh, to develop you know, one of, I guess, one of the most robust uh, generative system uh, that's actually going to produce physical things, <laughs> not just remain on paper. Yeah, nice. Um, so yeah, I guess my background is simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I just want to add something because Sam, right, you're, you're talking about the, you know, the, the relation between pencil and and uh, and the programming. Uh, that, that's really great point. I think um, 100% support that. And, you know, it's, I, in my personal opinion, you know, practicing programming in my early days is as hard as you know, everybody, um, everybody starting out. It's, it's hard. It's hard as you first time drawing a sketch with pencil, drawing, um, you know, any a, a painting with brush. It's hard as that. But as you are also saying, a practice really gets your skills um, more, you know, much, much better. It's like you practicing sketches in your architecture school first, second year. Once you practice in taking courses, um, watching how other people are doing it, it will become part of your nature, you know, how you think of uh, sketching architecture in, in programming. So, yeah, I really like your point of, you know, comparing programming with a with pencil. <laughs> just yeah. want to add that ah, that's uh, it's really nice to see that you have a great slogan there because he's totally totally true you know like uh just just the way just like the pencil coding is just a different tool like uh in exactly. in the time but it's still a tool and technology like uh i always see technology like something that is here to help us more than make our life uh harder and and we all know that uh, generative design is well for those who aren't familiar generative design is a solution that allows you to let's just say that give you tons of uh of solutions of options for your for your problem so to have these explorations uh just by just by draw like with a pencil for example let's just put it like that like if if i want to draw a square of like multiple like sizes yeah. and i do it by hand it will take a probably a good amount of time but if you if you write a simple code that you just want to see different sizes of squares it's just like something that it will take a few seconds Absolutely. and uh and that's that's how that's like just like a, a a simple image of of the of the of the purpose of using generative design, you know, and um, reusability, right? Like yeah, how you can repeatedly using this. Yeah, 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 and tons of time because you never know exactly. Like, I I think it's a it's a nice way to to explore like also like um see see the things that our mind creates because in a way it's just like uh we are creating using the code instead of using like the traditional, like uh, these draws and stuff, but also we have tons of op option and, and the results sometimes like, even if you're not familiar with it, you will see that results are really familiar to what intuition comes with or like what, uh, what you are expecting to see sometimes in the, according to the code that you develop. So as, as long as you, you know, the, the goal and the purpose of where you're going, uh, and you understand how generative design goes, you should be able to to know that it's just like something that you could create basically with with a sketch. But uh, it will be harder to have all these tons of explorations just by yourself. And yeah, <laughs> and you know, Absolutely. so Absolutely. so you, you mindset right? Mindset is different. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say that mindset also 
little bit, you know, different between uh, sketch with pencil and programming, you know, just typing actually keyboards. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's not that one is better than the other one. I right, I, right. I I wouldn't compare it like that. I just think like uh, it's just technology that is is, is here to help, and uh, it's just really it's really smooth and really really cool to see like uh, a tons of solutions just like that and like uh, it's innovative. It's an yeah. innovative way. It, yeah the future right <laughs> we're talking yeah. About <laughs> yeah we're talking about the future like um yeah so so that that comes with something like uh you know like uh what do you think about coding when you start like doing your native design like i mean like as an architect you know you come from the background you go to the you you soon come to this wall and you see like well if i want to do this i need to code so how was that experience for you like uh how do you how was your mindset at that moment, you know, that uh, make you like jump for it, like pursue the, the, the goal of doing generative design and code? Yeah, man. Uh, so I, so yeah, I didn't start with coding as everyone <laughs> probably is. Um, I started with, um, I started with the grasshopper first. So which is, you know, as everyone knows, it's visual programming. Uh, it doesn't really involve coding, uh, typing yeah. the actual letters. So, I mean, that was already pretty intense for me. Uh, the first, you know, years back, first time playing with Grasshopper, you have to understand, right? What is the list? What is the dictionary? What is a tree? I have no idea what it yeah. is. It, it, during the actual practice, I guess no one ever told us, uh, either in pro professional setting or academic setting, no one told us what those are. We just yes. know walls, we know beams, we know windows, frames, doors. But then we actually, get yourself into the environment of, um, you know, first of all, with, with Grasshopper, you start to see things kind of connecting together. You, you don't see, and as for me, I don't see windows as an independent project, uh, object. It's part of a wall, right? Yeah. And then wall is part of, uh, you know, I guess it's part of a house. It's simply putting it. So in a way you can see the relationship like, okay, so house contain wall, wall contain windows. Then you understand, oh, okay, that's what probably tree is. Uh, tree data structure is and then when you actually thinking about okay if i want to put more stuff information in there containing in one wall uh, i want to know uh, the, not only the windows i want to know the material of the wall and the middle layer thermal layer also you know even the is the exterior plating what is what material is it i want to know all this information what to do with this and now programming pro provide us this data structure called tree and then list and then dictionary we can perfectly using those data structures to store this information and instead of remembering in our head or sketching on notebook and sometimes <laughs> you lose the one page of the notebook and you forgot to bring it to the presentation and your client be like oh man what are you doing <laughs> i just lost a job yeah so so you know by using the program technique those uh, fundamental data structure actually provides us so much creativity and so much ac accessibility to information that's, I guess that's why that's the fundamental of theme, right? Building information management. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> yeah, and it's it is it is true. Like uh, how we start, like um, it, in a way that was that was the same for me. Like uh, when I was studying, like I I didn't have any idea of like uh, what was a variable, what uh what was a what was a line of code, like. It, it didn't even pass through my mind like one day I will be using code to actually work. And um, 
but then you know like as, to, as, as as software develops more and more and now now we see in grasshopper like uh, we have python we have python inside dynamo we have uh, well c sharp for those who want to go really like uh, to the back end of the operation and get and are more like uh, familiar with coding uh, yeah but uh you know like that those kind of like languages like never come came to my mind never thought like uh it could be helpful to to do something creative as well you know because uh, at the end architecture construction well ac has a great percentage of uh of creativity in it and uh sometimes people i, I think at the beginning they are like well maybe if, if i use code i'm gonna be more like stuck in a box because yeah. it's just something like really pragmatical but then you get familiar with it and you see that it's it's not uh, getting stuck in the box it's not uh it's just a different different way of talking to the computer and asking for do the, the things that you can traditionally uh and maybe sometimes you cannot even do the things that you do coding with uh just sketching you know because it allows you to go really crazy you know sometimes <laughs> like uh, and that's really cool as well you know like uh that you 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 can you 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 discover you have no boundaries when you're doing these kind of operations so I think that's that's something also like I, I will share with people like uh, generic design is not is is not something with boundaries. It's just a uh, it's just a new thing, and I think it's it's just about to uh, emerge. Well, it's emerging, but uh, I think in the in the coming years we're gonna see like uh, more and more people using generic design. Um, I still see a lot of people struggling with that with uh, with, uh, with this kind of a uh, mindset, you know. So yeah. how I don't know how what's your perspective for it like my perspective uh, general design yeah like um, yeah yeah I, I just want to maybe I just want to bring up I mean yeah this this is totally very new um, field in architecture design even you know even even if it's been talked about so many years about like twenty years yeah, let's say like since forever when the uh, genetic algorithm come out and it's already you know, being a hype for a lot of industries, actually aerospace, right? Uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah. They designed their rocket by using genetic algorithm to find out uh, how the rocket come back landing. Nice. I think that's one of the techniques they use. But uh, in architecture, is 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 still very new um, because architecture is not rocket. It's much more complicated and of a complex complexity in in, in this world. Um, but but there are companies right as, as Sam you probably already know um, like the space maker uh, Archistar, um, you know uh, I mean also Xcool in China they are doing general design um, for urban design urban planning projects nice. all over the world and I cannot say you know I I don't a hundred percent understand how exactly they do it but it's already a good starting point. For, for general design being used in professional setting. And uh, I mean, I can see a good amount of future for, for this technology. Yeah, totally. Like, uh, and especially, I, I think it's just about how how we approach the problem. Um, like uh, something that I, I I think a lot about Genev design is like, uh, we see more more tools nowadays that uh, people is bringing, just like you were saying, like, uh, of space maker we have a uh, we have also test feeds yeah. is quite yeah. big right now 
and others. But um, and it's great to to see this technology like growing. Uh, uh, we have a, a high power also is doing DNA design. Yeah, you know, like different different tools. But I I think at, at the end of the day, like uh, the tool doesn't doesn't really cover the thinking where where the people that is writing the code can actually have more freedom, more flexibility on how he wants to approach the problem, you know? And, yeah. uh, and that, seem, that that is something that uh, I, I find still more, uh, uh, well, it's just like any advantage where you have custom design versus uh, prefabricated design, kind of. Like if we kind of compare a little bit, not 100%, but um, uh, we, we know like sometimes you have limitations according to the tool versus the freedom of writing the code to find a solution. Uh, oh, I don't know if these platforms will be able in the future just to, uh, how will they be able to play with the variables? I think like what they are offering right now is super cool because it's helping people, which is the main the main point of this, you know, like people trying mm -hmm. to, to go and explore with these solutions. But uh, it's also cool to know that uh, and it's good to know that uh, we this many developers or people that is actually getting interesting on on how can I develop code, how can I uh, be a well get get on board on how to do generative design, right? Yeah. So what, what's your what's your thought about this? Like, how do you see? Like, do you think like the community is growing? The people is uh, people is actually jumping to the generative design or? Yeah, man, that's a really good question. Um, so, yeah, as you're saying, they, they, there are limitations. There are, uh, uh, there are a, lot of, a lot of articles talking about generative design. Uh, <laughs> I just read an article a while ago about is generative design doomed in future? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> also, also, some people talking about, you know, on the bright side, like, oh, generative design is going to change the entire architecture industry. So there are like totally two voices coming out. Um, yeah. like everywhere and then they, they all have their reasons right but it all depends yeah. on how you look at the, the generative design you, you look at it as a tool okay that's one way of looking at it you you can also look at it as a way of thinking about design right yeah and so some people would judge generative design as a you know it's a it's a fixed tool it, it takes a lot of time huge amount of time to develop it and the use, use cases um, in actual projects are you know not much right because you have you're going to encounter so many problems um i guess one 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 example you can you can say is that uh, for for locating a column uh, simple as that uh, one column will you know connect into a, a all beams and then it also relates to how you construct it uh, where it also depends on you know if you construct it how many people you need if it's yeah. gonna if it's like if the column is optimized in somewhere really really uh, you know difficult to operate but it's so cheap in terms of uh, structural costs and uh, you know also the structural ability but it's so hard to operate so hard to put the column in there that's yeah. going to take so much money just to hire laborers to put the <laughs> columns in the location is that yeah. really efficient right although it's efficient in other categories but it doesn't you know prove much uh, for the entire cost yeah so, so that's downside right but but if you look at the generative generally designed tool in, in, in different perspective. Um, that's what I thought recently. Um, so I've been following up with, uh, I guess everybody knows Sidewalk Lab, right? Um, Sidewalk Lab is um, 
it's pretty good, pretty good for doing all of general design or last timber, innovative, um, innovative technologies. Okay. You know, they, they are being, you know, working with the idea as like, um, at, at least that's how I understand it. I don't know if that's the idea they're really <laughs> representing, but how I understand they trying to engage uh, Genova design with, um, with the community. So yeah. community design as a platform where actually the people who will use the building, who live in the building, get to vote, get to input their voices, get to input their, you know, use their rights. So the entire design process converting itself is, you know, the whole uh, process of design is transforming into a more, you know, democratic uh, a space where everybody gets, gets their voice heard, not only the developers, not only the designers uh, making the entire decisions. Yeah, that's, so I, that's a really great approach, right? Like, I mean, it, it, it's, it, yeah. Totally. There are so many more um, options you can, how you think of general design, you know, um, how you will use it because it's so new. Nobody knows the exact future of this and nobody will um, tell you, hey, man, this is going to make you a billionaire uh, in, in two years. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's, it's unimaginable. It's, it's so much potential and power um, of this, over this industry. Totally yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's an industry that uh, it's changing. Like uh, I don't know, like also if we if we take a look to what we we still like seeing like five years ago about what was generative design at that moment to what we have today and what is generative yeah. design today, the the change and the things that uh, people is bringing like uh, are like super radical. I would say uh, completely unexpected, maybe for for. Uh, in my personal uh, point of view, like I'm, I'm, I'm seeing stuff that I'm, I'm still surprised of looking like, I'm like, what, like, <laughs> you know, if design first was just like, uh, maybe these two boxes now it's all these figures. Now it's all this structure. Uh, and, um, people is really like putting like exploration and investing time on, on developing this, you know, not, not only the, not, I, I would say that not only users, but also, uh, all these, all these people that is developing the technology, you know, because um, yeah. let's let's also let's also keep in mind that uh, as any software, you know, like it's it's just like uh, Ryan or Revit that uh, people come up with the software, people start using it, and then users are the ones that are also like contributing to the to the development of it, you know, creating stuff, using it, exploring, like looking how far can they push the technology, and. Yeah. Um, and all these interact interactions are, are are growing, are happening, and this is allowing us to to letting us let us know how generative design works and what are the things that we can do. You know, because definitely at the end of the day, uh, uh, no no one has the same thoughts about an idea than uh, the other one. So it's really it's really nice to see like uh, these ideas like just uh, growing down there. You know, like. Uh, I was I was also uh, taking a look to the to your YouTube channel and and doing this and, and watching some of the samples and those are really really cool as well like uh, things that are you know like you you take an approach from from a from a thinking from a perspective of uh, of the things that you have and then those those maybe are completely different to the approaches of developers of developers that are, are doing like something else you know so it's just great to see 
sitting there and just uh, doing doing uh, samples and um, and to change the conversation a little bit more to the technical side of it. Uh, and I will I would like to talk about this this um, uh, this thing. Is it doomed to fail or not? Like that. It's it's a really great article, but like. For me, it's more like how complex versus how how simple the code should be, you know. Like, because uh, uh, um, I will I will say that I agree on 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 how how much time can it take? Maybe uh, sometimes like uh, um, you know you have a problem and you you can invest like uh, ages, you know. And for those who are working or they want to jump into the technical side of it. Uh, how how complex versus how simple would you say that the the analysis of a generated design should be uh, in terms of of being practical? You know, like um, how complex? I think I think it's um, I think it depends, right? It depends on what's the end goal is, the target of the project you're working with. Um, so I've been working with quite different scales of projects or different types of projects there are projects super easy super simple because you just need to create a certain component throughout the entire dealer process maybe just you know trying to generate the best massing um, that is let's say the that's the most economic also most capacity easy like that um that probably like take 10 or 20 minutes at most um, but then also you're probably ended up with a much bigger project that required you the full team developing the entire system um, um, from back end to the front end um, um, you know coordinating with real estate developers um, analysts um, even you know governments because you're concerning about zoning regulations so could be easily scale up to that that big project um, yeah that, that'll take forever <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like uh, the scale of the project is a good it's yeah it's important to see that like uh that's also like uh, good that you are mentioning about the scale because uh it it generate design just like beam and different technologies i think is something that uh can support any kind of scale of project i don't think it's only for for one building for one type of structure for one type of uh Industry, I think it it can be can be something that uh, can be used for many many industries. And just like uh, you were saying, like uh, this thing about uh, uh, you, you using generative design to create the rocket, um, it's part of it. It's a different industry than architecture. And I think like uh, well, as we all know, like architecture and construction uh, are the it's the industry that uh, was left behind. Like it being involved through time, and uh, and we are trying to do that kind of like a jump, you know, on on, on evolving the industry and helping the uh, helping industry to 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 see it. So you, so so why why will generative design can improve like a project like uh, if if we see this kind of a technology as something that is good. Uh, why? Why? What's? What's the? What is the goodness of of this technology for AEC? Yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for bringing it up. It's uh, 
I mean, I absolutely support. Um, architecture needs some sort of change. Architecture practice needs some sort of transformation. Yeah, um, totally. You know, just yeah. I think I think people understand, right? Like, if if you work as architects, there's so many. It's now work-life balance, and just by looking at the data, um, how many architects transforming into a UI/UX industry? How many architect designer? Uh, go into computer science um, industry. There are a lot of people leaving this this this, uh, this field because of um, the the current practice is not really uh, adapting to the you know the current the world how the modern world is operating. Yeah. And architecture as one of the industry that always slowly responding to technology, right? Yeah. You always probably one of the last industry uses. Uh, technologies it's really um sometimes suffocating to be in in here because it's yes. so slow. change is so slow but generative design as an important tool it brings uh so many opportunities such as you know because uh, we, we, we're talking we're talking about generative design in a way we're talking about standardization right we're talking about how things are put in a template put in a so to put in a standardized environment we have to make uh, rules. We have to make things more efficient. Uh, we have to make the discussion, let's say, between client and designer or client between client and the um, you know users more uh, direct, transparent. So, generative design as a tool that can that pretty much brings all the data together and allows everyone to work together on the on the platform. It's yeah. uh, I think it's an enforced. It's an upgraded version of Beam, uh, upgraded version of Revit. Um, that just gets everything done instantly. Uh, you don't waste time going back and forth. You don't waste time on uh, trying to fix something and that affects everything else, right? And then everybody has to rework on it because of that one small change um, in general design. Yeah. So yeah, totally, man. Uh, I support your idea of... Um, how how do you design can uh, transform the industry? Really yeah, it's and it's it's just like a it's just something that I I, I do believe that uh yeah, again like the, the the technology is here to to solve and it's a great way to solve problems for construction like it's a great approach to 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 use it's a it is a radical mindset, you know, because it, 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 you have to you have to talk with the clients and with the people on, on how the solution is, is going to be built. What are the problems that you're going to attack when you're looking for the solution? And you have to some sort of way guide them on the computational thinking and translate that kind of like a, that thinking to to basic, uh, well, not basic, but uh to, to the real life uh, words, you know, to the yeah. so people that doesn't speak code, like uh, probably the conversation is going to be completely different to versus someone that speaks codes and already know how to use generative design. Sure. Uh, but uh, but I think it's it's just important to to have this kind of like a conversation with clients, with people that are uh, it's it's getting in the project, even if they are not like a. Developers, even if they don't know Genev Design, but uh, people like you, Yankun, people like 
any anyone else that is in Genève design that are, are trying to do this kind of uh, jump, well, try to to keep uh, uh, pushing people, like uh, motivating people to 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 do it. Because just like you were saying, like uh, a lot of people is 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 getting or trying to get familiar with this, but then in the practice, uh, we know that it's not that easy to to find out. Uh, a uh, bunch of firms doing Geneva design, bunch of firms doing data science. Uh, I still, I, I come from the BIM wall mainly, and I still see companies struggling with the BIM, <laughs> which, yeah. uh, you know, that was something that uh, that uh, has enough time of existing and supposed to be something that, uh, according to, to someone, should be solved, should be implemented already. And and we still see like, uh, well, at least uh, in Mexico where we are based, we still see a lot of uh, people, uh, well, of companies struggling with just implementing BIM in their projects, you know? So definitely not something not something easy, but uh, but something important that I think uh, we will see like, uh, so this comes uh, with with another question for, for you, Jankin, like uh, you think it's important for the for the AEC industry to, to actually implement all this type of technology? And if so, why? Like, um, I think. Oh, well, man, it's a it's a big, <laughs> it's a very <laughs> big one, right? I cannot say for sure because it's so uncertain right now. Everything and to implant this this technology. First of all, I, I actually I think I think generative design probably um, to me, right? It's not as uh, really uh, tech, you know, like like technology in, in my definition is something that is actually being there. You use it. If you don't need it, you don't use it. But okay. to me, generative design is more as a, something like a mindset. Right? Like okay. How how do you approach things uh, with this mindset? Um, do do you wish to explore something throughout different constraints? Is it, you know, are you able to, is your goal is to, you know, trying to find um, so many options um, and stack them and stock them in the, in a somewhere like called library. So that whenever in next project, you can always use them. You know, it's not like a specific format of a tool um, of a technology. It's, um, I think it's a more like intention, right? I don't know if that explains my uh, idea, but um, yeah. But as you were saying about theme is a very challenging topic. Um, should should this you know general design either as a technology or as a mindset be implemented? I think I think you, to me right it's it, it it's big it's big question. But to me it sh it will be, and I think in a way it's kind of inevitably um, going to be uh, in part of architectural practices because you're talking about you're talking about once architectural practice are standardized once architecture yeah. practice are somewhat uh, unified under some sort of rules then of course there has to be some automotive approach to uh, get the projects down much sooner because, because you know, by looking at the data of outside of architecture, yeah. let's looking at the population of the global population. Yeah. It's gonna be booming. It's gonna be booming so much. You know, by 
you know, I did a simple research about this topic. In future, around 70% of population, the global population, be living in a very tiny area called city. So those cities in the world will be so packed and the housing yeah. problem becoming an issue. How do you get those housing out very quickly? How do you solve those housing crisis? Getting everybody at least a space to, to sleep, to yeah. live. I don't think the number of architects right now in the world will be able to process and solve yeah. that crisis efficiently. Yeah. Uh, right. Totally, especially with the thinking of what's uh, housing, you know, like traditionally a house is uh, something of, well, at least in Mexico, is something of two floors, uh, maybe three bedrooms, things like that, you know, like, and yeah. I I don't see that in the future, you know, happening. Like, <laughs> it's <too> luxurious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's totally like, uh, yeah, big problems are coming, and I think you know design has like a, will play a good, uh, a great role. But uh, but sorry, keep going. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I agree. Like three three bedrooms probably like it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you know if seventy percent population live in the city, that would, yeah, uh, it'll be way too packed. And then I don't know if you ever look at the uh, the cells in Hong Kong. The mm. wireframe cells. So in Hong Kong, there are too many people, space is too limited. So they okay. divide a single, as small as a studio, divide it into so many cells. So one studio can, you know, can fit like six, seven people in there. Wow. They build up their own wireframe cell. So it's like a one, let's call it queen size bed size cell. You, you do everything in there. You eat, sleep, watching TV. Right, invited friends over, everybody sitting on the uh, top of the cell. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but I can I can see you know if 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 architects are not capable enough and we general design is not integrated in the system, we don't have some sort of any uh, automotive uh, automotive um, tools, then we're, we're probably going to be living like that in future, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's super crazy because uh, I do agree on the on the problems that we will face in the future. Uh, not only population, uh, but we are also gonna face different climate change uh, problems. And for me, the cool thing about the naive design is that uh, it's a tool that will allow you to to properly analyze all these all these uh, problems, all these uh, variables. To create design that uh, has the goal to to commit with something, you know. Uh, yeah. Back in the days when I was when I was studying architecture, like the goal was, oh, what's beauty? What's uh, what is uh, <laughs> you know uh, how how to get like a nice view for the for the building and and things like this. Which, yeah, I I, I agree on that and on those points uh, from the perspective of an architect, but. Uh, I think it's uh, that that type of thinking is uh, thinking that uh, it was from a different time, uh, different uh, uh, period of of of, of uh, existing in the world, and nowadays we cannot we, we cannot afford the, the luxury to to see the to see the problems like this, you know, like uh, just like you just like this problem of, of the housing, like uh, I think housing is it's something that is going to be as well like a big problem we see it in mexico yeah. at least now oh, i see it in my city and even even if we haven't reached those numbers we know we already we, we already have like housing problems uh 
uh, I actually recently I was talking with another friend and we were talking actually about this, this thing, like, man, like what's going on? Like uh, back in the days, people was just like getting all this land, like really easy, like building a big house in a really uh, also easy because like materials were cheaper. It was, uh, you know, like yeah, the lifestyle was just different. And nowadays like people are, it's like, well, nowadays I cannot afford like a house like that. Uh, like, not even apartments are that that <laughs> that cheap and anymore. Right. So, so we were talking about these, like how how can we do something like a product that can be built easy, like have them ready, like uh, yeah. also fast, you know, like uh, yeah. And it's something that our generation is thinking, you know, because we are the ones that we're gonna basically face these problems, <laughs> and yeah. uh, and I think that's that's something cool about about uh using generative design you know like uh it's it it has a power i think it has a and just like you were saying it has a mindset if you if you use the proper mindset you you will be able to to put and feed the problem you know like there's so yeah so many i think there are so many minds different mindsets using it i because you were talking about housing kind of remind me of this company called high arc mm-hmm. they just got their you know investment a lot of nice. investment. I think they're in round B or round C, somewhere there. And so they're, uh, I think they're a California company and they're doing houses, uh, specifically how, like exclusively they're doing houses. The house will be, you know, regular house you see on the market, um, four bedroom or three bedroom. Mm-hmm. And you will have your own backyard, your front yard, your garage. It's a regular house. And then it's generated on um, you know each each different case so as a as a as an owner homeowner you want to build a house on your purchased land you go to the website click generate it gets gets you design gets you you know plans construction drones instantly i don't know how far they got um so far but it seems like it's it's pretty good and yeah. so if you you know if you got a chance to look at it, it I'm, yeah. I'm pretty amazed by their by the video that they made High arc. They can, yeah, high arc. High arc. Yeah, high arc. Nice. So, so if everybody, like, if anyone got a startup idea, and I think generative design would be a pretty good tool to support your future architecture startup. I don't see many architecture startups um, currently. I don't know if architecture studio would be called a startup. But, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't see many architecture startups that really um, doing disruptive things and mm. innovative things. That I, I think Hierarch probably one of them. If it if it really delivers what it says, then man, that's really cool. You get it, you get a house much cheaper, right? Much faster. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a. I think I think that's also like um something something quite a. That requires like uh, effort, uh, uh, time, as, as we all know, and uh, and a lot of energy. Uh, like again, for those for those who are listening out there and and they want to know more about native design, uh, I will advise you to do, to take it slowly. Like enjoy the enjoy it. Like uh, being frustrated can be really easy with this with this because. Uh, just like you were saying, it's not that easy to go to these disruptive, like, uh, 
thinking or like expanding the whole time just doing generative design. Uh, uh, it's it's something that uh, I, I will say that uh, right now only a few companies or only a few developers are actually having the privilege of just living by doing this in case they love it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it's, it's not something that you can just, uh, uh, you will probably will just create in a few seconds and just start like, uh, doing it. But, uh, once you, once you start like understanding properly the, the value of it and, and just like Yankum was saying, getting the mindset of how generative design makes you think, I think that's where you actually find the value of it, where, where you actually understand the, the importance of it. Uh, how, to, how can you do, start like developing this? And, uh, and, and again, take it slowly, like just, just try to come to, the, to, to this kind of generative design wall in a really smooth way, I will say, like uh, don't, get, don't get frustrated. The industry, as Jankum and I know, is changing, but uh, we don't know how it's going to change. We don't, we don't know exactly where it will take us. But what we are sure about it is that the generative design is an amazing tool that is helping us. So, so I don't know if if, if there's something you want to complement, like uh, add to this comment, uh, Jankun. <laughs> I mean, I mean, totally. Like, um, it, it's something. I mean, for me, it's something that I, I sketch in my spare time. I do it as a fun thing to do. Um, nice. In terms of relying on this for a living, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably not realistic for now, right? I don't, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see how I will make money by just creating scripts, <laughs> topics. <laughs> but yeah. it's really good, um, good mindset, good, good thing to think about how, um, because you will need it in future. You will need it to adapt to how architectural practice will be. Um, I think, not far from now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe in a couple of years we, we will be truly living from this. Janko, who knows? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, it will be amazing to do it because uh, definitely it's uh, it's great to have this. And um, and what and, and do you think that this like a lack of developers for generative design? Oh, will it be a lack of developers for the future? Lack of developers. Uh, yeah. I mean, if people keep leaving architecture, then yeah, definitely we're we're, <laughs> we're losing the world. Like we need people to stay in the industry, right? Like yeah. Most of people doing this and then they leave uh, because they want to use this as a jumping point to the, to Silicon Valley. Right? Yeah. But the truth is, um, I think architecture is is you know is rising again with this technology, with this mindset, or you say. Um, so don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, uh, I think the more, more people that knows about this, uh, uh, to be honest, the better, better for the whole community in terms of, uh, just like we were talking about these uh, firms doing urban, urban design using generative design. Uh, and it's it's one approach. We have the housing, we have the, we have, well, just urban public space. Uh, there's m- many, many things that we can do uh, to see this mindset. And uh, and in my perspective, like uh, yeah, like the more people knows about it, uh, the more people start to getting familiar. Uh, the faster we will see like um, 
this uh, revolution between uh, commas, uh, this, this of the industry uh, changing and actually being able to to talk with people that is asking for this. It's just like a like a, I will from I will put this this beam experience from for for an example. Back in the days, people didn't even talk about beam. Now uh, countries they have a requirement for it. They have uh, laws and standards, just like uh, uh, to build it, to use it. Uh, they they have uh, recognized the importance of using this technology to build. You know, so I think like uh, just like that, uh, generative design will be something like uh, once we start like pushing, uh, we we start like uh, showing people the efficiency, the power of it, the the advantage of it, then we will see more people asking for this kind of technology, getting familiar with it. Uh, yeah. And it's not something that happens from from sunset to sunrise, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be quick. I mean, practicing is uh, is very important. Um, yeah, totally. Getting, you know, a lot of practice, study, and be prepared, always looking for, you know, materials, get yourself really acquainted with with the, with the technology and get better with it. It's really important. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, totally like uh, practice generative design is like, well, I, 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 it's just like creativity, you know, how do you practice your creativity? And because uh, uh, definitely it's harder at the beginning, I will say, than start doing sketches because there's a lot of like computational thinking that yeah. the user has to to acquire, uh, and then when you go to your computational thinking, you're like, "Well, what is this?" You know, <laughs> it's it's quite big, you know, right nowadays, and uh, has plenty of options, plenty of uh, ideas. But um, but yeah, it's it's definitely the key the key part of uh, of developing you know design. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, man. Mm -hmm. And. Yeah. Before we close our episode today, uh, Jankun, uh, even if we are not sure about where Genevieve Design is coming for the future, uh, what's your expectation, expectation or what's your your vision, your personal vision for Genevieve Design? Yeah, and I I have very big ambitions. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Shared with I us think, today. You know, you know I... Uh, as, as we as we were discussing the you know the industry is still new it's still emerging um, there's th so many opportunities we can we can uh, we can just use and if you do it you will be one of the pioneers i believe <laughs> right. you'll be in the history book <laughs> the person who started uh, start out this business in architecture um, so i i would i would have some for me i definitely would think of using this you know in um, is uh, in I don't know if you guys are familiar with real estate. Um, actually, real estate is really uh, preferring generative design as the, as a tool uh, to maximize profit, you know, um, maximize usage, uh, minimize cost. So uh, it will it will be as my ambitious plan will be you know, really tackling tackling and connecting those different areas together uh, to form something um, nice. really useful and different you know, that we'd never have before. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, this, it, it's crazy that um, 
get like a one thing is getting the technology, another thing is actually putting the dots together to be able to optimize a uh, product, you know. Uh, so uh, I, I, I also think that it's important that uh, people uh, team up that's uh, with the with the with a, a good partnership, finding the right people to create a project in, in case they want to learn more about genetic design or develop something like a, it's not only the it's not only the coding part or knowing the technology, but also as any other industry and, and any other type of business, there's a good amount of uh, of uh, of connection relations. Uh, of uh, sharing the word, spread the word. Like we all have different talents, and I think it's important that uh, that uh, people that want to do these kind of operations, like, also think about what's the right profile or the right person the, to actually expand a business because mm -hmm. uh, yeah. it's it's just part of the it's just part of the game. In case you want to jump to generative design and and try to do it. We know it's yeah. not easy. Uh, we still, we still like uh, there in the in the in the battle of sharing the word, spreading the word, and uh, and making people people more conscious about this technology because uh, yeah. we know we cannot just release technology and share it just like in a, with a couple of clicks because uh, also has great value for those that are that are aren't familiar with the technology like. Uh, Sometimes, because I get uh, some. Sometimes I get requests like, "Well, like, where 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 can I learn this?" Like, uh, well, I, I refer people to, to courses to uh, to different uh, readings that they can start like uh, understanding more about it. But uh, sometimes I see, I still see people like, "Well, like, uh, um, I w I wish I could know more about this." But uh, again, like in my personal. In my personal experience, this is something that I I started like studying like maybe four years ago, five years ago that I started the first readings about what was genetic design and still a big part uh, in front of me in that uh, probably like many more things to learn, but uh, as well, like it's not something that we can share just like with, uh, with one hour and just <laughs> put all the information there, you know? Absolutely. So... But uh, no doubt about coming to generative design. No, no doubt that is great technology. Uh, we're gonna leave the uh, Jankun uh, YouTube channel. He's linking in the information for the Thanks, man. for the podcast. Uh, if you wanna, if you wanna contact him, I well, I will say contact him. He he has great work about generative design. Uh, great experience. Uh, I would say that. Uh, he he the, the research that Colombia has been doing for generative design I would say is one of the best uh, reference in terms of uh, generative design uh, right now to 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 today. So uh, congrats on that, uh, Jankun. Uh, great opportunity of you like you had there, and we we don't doubt that it, it was also like great effort and great uh, energy that you you invest on doing this and. Uh, if you have any questions, definitely Jan Kinjang is like a, a great person that can guide you more about genetic design, how to use it, how to implement it. And uh, it was amazing to talk to you today, Jan Kun. Yeah, thanks, Sam. It's really nice to be here. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for inviting me. Hi, you're welcome. And we'll keep talking about uh, uh, technology in the coming podcast. Uh, 
as again, AC uh, architecture is changing, construction is changing, and we hope we can keep changing construction because we just want a better world for everyone. So cheers for listening today and goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye.